Listener discretion is advised. Hey everyone, welcome back to the I Should Totally Be Dead Right Now podcast, where we tell true stories of survivors of true crime, natural disasters, and everything else in between. How's it going, Michelle? It's going fucking good. Yeah, it's going great. We have these delightful pineapple margaritas. Ooh. Uh, suggestion by Leanne. Thank you, Leanne. Yes, thank you. Uh, they're super good. Very good. And well, and it's still morning, so I actually haven't had breakfast yet. So okay, it's noon. Okay, well, so fuck it's... yourself, Caitlin. It was morning when okay. I showed up. I guess it was only like eleven, but whatever. Yeah, eleven twenty. We don't yeah. need to get into the details of it. <laughs> <laughs> But they're really good because they're fresh pineapple. So what's in it, Michelle? It is... Okay, I can do it. Yes. So it's... We made a giant picture of it. Yeah. And it's not so giant anymore. I think we're down to like the bottom third. Yes. But it's a three cups of pineapple juice, which we actually only ended up doing maybe a cup and a half to two cups. Mm -hmm. And then we added fresh pineapple Mm -hmm. on top of that into the blender. Um, Ice, obviously. A little bit of orange juice. I think it was like one and three quarters cup orange juice, uh, a couple ounces of fresh lime juice, Mm -hmm. a cup of tequila and a cup of triple sec. Yeah. You pour it all into the blender, you whir it up and you have this delightful concoction that tastes of pineapple and tequila. (laughs) And hopefully your blender can fit all of that. (laughs) Our struggle, it was like pouring out the top (laughs) and the whole thing, but we made it work. Yeah. We made it work. And it makes a whole picture. So please enjoy because Summer's just maybe a few months away. Please enjoy with friends. Yeah, Don't. not by yourself. Or yeah, just good two lord. People. But thank you, Leanne, for the suggestion. Yes. It was delicious. And thank you for listening as well. Yeah, that's right. All right, cool. So she's taking one of. The puppies. Oh. Leanne is. Leanne is taking one of the puppies. I don't know how I'm going to give up any of those motherfucking puppies because I You're love them all. You have two pretty much at your house. That's true. That's why, because. My mom is getting one. She lives on the property. So yeah. that puppy will be around all the time. Mm-hmm. Thank God. So she'll probably get whichever one ends up being my favorite puppy. Mm-hmm. She'll get that one because yeah. I want to snug that little face <laughs> as much as possible. And then we have a friend who comes over um, and does some work at our house. And he will be bringing his as well. And I'll be able to snug that little face mm. also. I love them so much. God, this morning. Ugh. So... Charlie, of mm-hmm. course, mama, she always sleeps with us at mm-hmm. night and she hasn't been able to because, the you know, puppies, yeah. the, new, the new puppies. And so she, we have this like little waiting pool in our living room. And so she sleeps in that. And this morning she was like crying big time, like all this like really high pitched whining Aww. and things. And then she jumped up onto our bed, tried to make a little nest <gasps> and then Aww. jumped back down to the pool and like start crying again. And I was like... I feel like it's clear I'm her mama. Of course, I know her mind completely. She wants those damn babies up onto the bed with us. So I helped her out. And we had a giant love fest on our bed with all these puppies and dogs. And I was in heaven. You guys were just cuddling? Yes. So cute. Oh, my God. I had a little puppy, like, just in the crook of my elbow, just sleeping. And they're to the point now where they're just... You can tell they're trying to open their eyes because you Aww. see like a little slit of eyeball and then they sort of fall asleep again. Adorable. <sighs> they have such a tough life, you know. 
all this eating and growing and cuddles and oh goodness i just love maverick whose daddy uh is just maverick who is dad that sounds better daddy just sounds (laughs) kind of weird and gross anyway (laughs) he is just a major part of it it's so adorable i love it so much oh my god and then there's goose no there's fucking goose oh my god so goose also got up onto the bed with us oh my god he's fucking giant He's an Alaskan Malamute. Alaskan Malamute, yeah. And we put one of the puppies, like, kind of near him. Uh And he hauled ass, like, (laughs) off that fucking bed so fast. Like, no, thank you. I don't want these rats around me. Please, no. I'm not a father. (laughs) so funny. They're going to live a nice, cushy life. They are going to live a nice, fucking cushy (laughs) life. All right, let's... Enough about puppies. Yes. Okay, there can be never Adorable. enough about puppies. That's true, no, but listen to get to your story, I guess, Caitlin. Ugh. Thank you. <laughs> Boring. <laughs> oh, uh. uh. <laughs> All right. Uh, this story is about Dwayne Meadows. Dwayne Meadows. I just like the last name Meadows. I don't know. Indeed. A little calming. Uh, so Dwayne is a marine biologist. Can and I he- ask you a quick question oh, okay. before we start? Uh-huh. Did you like your name growing up, Caitlin? Or did you wish that you had a different name? I wish my name was Summer or Holly. Oh my god, that's so cute. <laughs> Do you want to know what I wish my name was? What? Diane. Because <laughs> I had a friend who was named Lindsay Diane. I was like, oh, how did she get such a glamorous name? <laughs> Diane. I can now I'm like, Diane. Oh, Diane. Yeah. But yeah, that was, I thought that was like the prettiest name. And That's what I thought so too. Oh, why no. did I get dumb Michelle? I also loved Leslie. Leslie? Yeah. Oh, is that what Leslie. you want to name a baby should you have it? If I ever, yes. But guess who's not a fan? This one, not her. Fucking Nicholas. Nicholas. I'm sorry. Okay, okay, back to Mr. Meadows. Yes. So he is a marine biologist and he actually got his degree at Oregon State University. Oh, hot damn. Yeah. Okay. So, hey. So he's also a seasoned diver. And so he went to the Southwest Thailand in 2004 to spend the holidays. Okay, so is he planning on doing some diving in Thailand? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. So uh, he's alone, but on Christmas Day, he was at the Similian Islands uh, Marine National Park. Okay, that sounds nice. that evening, he returned to the coastal village, and that's where he met a German tourist who is also a scientist uh, named Carolyn. Oh. Caroline. What do you say? Carolyn? Caroline? I say Caroline. Okay. If it's, well, let me see how it's spelled. Yeah, I think it could be either way, Caroline or Caroline. Sorry, lady. (laughs) Sorry, lady. (laughs) So, oh, man, goddammit, these margaritas. uh, They both love diving, so they actually got to chatting and decided to have a Christmas dinner together. Oh, that is cute. And they also planned to go snorkeling together the next day. That sounds fun. So he went back to his uh, bungalow. So he's on a bungalow. And he wakes up the next day. He has some breakfast. And he starts getting his snorkeling. When all of a sudden he looked outside. And he caught a glimpse of the ocean. Mm. And it had receded quite a bit. (sighs) Oh, I think I know where the story is going. (laughs) Knowing exactly what was about to happen, he had no time to get to higher ground. Oh, no. Oh, my God. I have total goosebumps. (laughs) He then saw a white line along the horizon. He said it did not look big, 
but he knew it was. Oh, so is the white line like the froth from the wave mm-hmm, kind of on top of it? Oh, God. How All scary. All of a sudden, he heard screams. And as the wave came, a 15-foot wave hit his bungalow. Oh, my God. How scary. I can't even fucking imagine oh, how I scary imagine that either. would be. Mm-mm. The wave blew through the door and blasted out one of his walls. Not to be trapped in this bungalow, he found his opening and kind of just jumped into the wave to take him out of the bungalow. So he's oh, not trapped in there. Holy shit. That's like, <laughs> like, I know what I need to do. Jump into this raging water. Well, I guess it's better than being trapped in a room yeah, underwater, essentially. Exactly. When I was little, sorry, <laughs> yes. I used to always have dreams and kind of actually sort of fantasies because I always wanted it to happen. To where, be a tsunami? No, oh. not quite. But where um, like I would close the bathroom door and just fill the entire bathroom up with water. And so I could swim around in it. That's cute though. <laughs> or like somehow if I could fill the entire shower up with water, uh-huh. I could swim around in it. I was always looking for opportunities to swim. All so right. that's cute though. I would have been down with probably a flooded house because then I could swim around in it, even though that's wildly dangerous and not recommended. Agreed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Don't do that Don't shit. Do that. So since the water was so fast, his body was spinning out of control and it felt like his arms and legs were ripping out of socket. Oh my gosh. Heavy debris was also just hitting him. He was finally able to get control and kind of swim and he's still underwater. But the water was so dark, he didn't know which way the surface was. So he didn't know which way to swim. Right? And that's so scary. Well, and you've been tossed around so much that you're disoriented as well as being dark. Exactly. Which way do you go? You don't know which way direction to go. My understanding is, and I don't know if this was even remotely possible in Mm -hmm. a tsunami, is that you should sort of take a pause and watch your breath go because you're if you you like breathe out just a little bit the bubbles you can see which way they're going and you should follow them damn that's my understanding that's a great idea i didn't even think of that but the thing because the water was so dark he couldn't see he probably yeah oh well and just just so filled with debris and yeah moving all over the place yeah it's probably hard to just take a beat and watch my (laughs) bubbles go up Now a full minute underwater, he began to panic and was running out of oxygen and strength. I would have started to panic about five seconds. Yeah, exactly. Not one minute. Good God. Good job. Dwayne felt that he was sure about to die and just started to say his farewells in his head to his loved ones. Oh, my God. I know. Sad. But actually, he broke through the surface and he just gasped for air. Oh. I'm having a hard time breathing again. So he began to look around just to see any type of landmarks, just to get his bearings to see Mm. where he has traveled to. That makes sense. But what he couldn't see really anything, but what he did see was a pool noodle. Oh, interesting. Yeah. He grabbed that right away just so he can try to keep afloat for anything. Well, because those pool noodles are great because you can actually like sort of just sit in them and Mm -hmm. they'll keep you buoyant. Exactly. But he's still being pushed fast. Uh, Dwayne knew not to struggle because there's no point. He just Mm. need to relax and follow the current. Just let the current take it where it will. The raging water hurled Dwayne into a coconut palm tree and the sharp fronds of the leaves were slicing into him. (gasps) And so he tried to protect his face. Oh my God. From all these cuts. Knowing the size of these trees, he knew he was about 40 feet high. 
<gasps> so he's up at the top of the yeah trees. Oh my god, the coconut tree. That's yeah. insanity. Isn't that crazy? How big these it, waves are. I can't even imagine. Like, how do you even figure out where the fuck you are mm-hmm. as you're hitting treetops? Exactly. Oh right? my gosh. Okay. So ah, uh, so yeah. Being cut up by the trees, debris. Dwayne slammed into a tree trunk, and his it was his left side, and he instantly sprained his hip, knee, and ankle on the left side, and he lost his pool noodle. No! <laughs> Not the pool noodle! I know. What is he going to do now? <laughs> the wave was finally starting to slow down, and Dwayne saw a large plastic thing floating, he was not picky, so he was He's just like, like, fuck it, that floats. Yeah, if I'm, it floats, I'm grabbing that's it. That's my new boat. What it was, it was the bottom half of a mannequin. <gasps> How bizarre. I know, right? <laughs> so he quickly swims to it and gets, you know, a hold of it. So again, he is now starting to look for landmarks. And what he notices is these large rocks. And he recognizes these rocks because they were at the shoreline. So now he is a quarter mile out into sea <gasps> from the shore. Oh, shit. Right? I thought you were going to be like, it was these big rocks that were part of a monument in the middle of the town. Nope, it drove him back out. He's out. Mm -hmm. Oh. A quarter mile. That shit is scary. So. I mean, this whole situation is scary. But now you're out to fucking sea. Oh, God. Okay. Knowing with tsunamis, he knows there's going to be a second wave coming. So, oh, I didn't even realize that, but I guess so. That makes a sense. Second wave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he just starts to swim as fast as he can to shore, but Dwayne is fucking tired. Yeah. And he's no shit, man. Injured, and so he is holding onto this mannequin, just trying to get to shore as fast as just he can. Trying to fucking stay alive. Mm-hmm. Oh, his poor little feet are probably kicking like crazy. <laughs> so as he's making his way, he's passing cars, uh, whole buildings, oh and even God. a bunch of bodies. <gasps> he passed this Thai woman who was clinging to a roof. So she was floating, and she was hysterical, and oh. she told him... So she, she was alive? She was alive. I assumed she was going to be dead. Okay, well, well... so she told him that she couldn't swim, and he offered her his mannequin and be like... Hold on to this. I will swim you to shore. And she's she's in shock and hysteric, and she can't move. She's like, no, 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 I can't. He's like, please, there's a second wave coming. You have to come with me. He, like, was pulling on her arm, and, and she, she just couldn't. she wasn't having any part of and it. And he had to make the decision just to let her go. Oh. Oh. Oh, I'm going to cry. is alive or dead now. He says that was the most painful memory of that, was <sighs> leaving her not knowing if she's going to live or die. Because he thought he could save her, but he went to a point where you're like, I have to save myself, right? No, it's true. Well, and especially in water, I mean, because you have the other person struggling, Mm -hmm. you're just going to have to work so much harder to keep your own head above water. Exactly. Oh, God. That's so sad. I know. I'm almost in tears. Sorry, Dwayne. So he had to leave her and... He finally made it to shore where he saw four women alive. And that kind of brought him out of the despair. Like, he went into, I need to save these other people. Oh. Oh. So, I know, right? (laughs) The fucking human spirit. God damn it. Uh, I hope everyone's crying at home. uh. (laughs) Because we're fucking crying here. (laughs) So, they all scrambled up and all of them were injured and tired but they had to make their way up this hill before so, they got slammed by the second exactly. wave exactly oh so my they God. were all helping one another get up this giant hill 
I know. They finally made it to the top and the second wave hit. They were so lucky because the wave was just about a dozen feet away from sweeping them again. Oh my god. That's so close. Right? So they're now surrounded by water, debris. Cars, buildings, bodies, as you said. So this earthquake and the earthquake actually that hit Japan in 2011 were both caused by subduction of a pair of tectonic plates deep underwater. Oh, so an earthquake way underwater Mm -hmm. happened and... Yeah, so pressure builds up over centuries as the lower plate pushes under the edge of the top plate and downward into the Earth's mantle. As it moves, the lower plate compresses the leading edge of the plate above. When the pressure becomes too great, the upper plate snaps towards the surface. Mm. So hopefully that makes sense. So it's just... It just it's kind like of finally... grinding, grinding, grinding. Yeah. We're not grinding anymore. Now I'm mm-hmm. fucking done here and I'm going up. So this earthquake estimated at magnitudes of 9.1. Oh my God. Which is the equivalent of over 100 million times the energy of the Hiroshima atomic bomb. Wow. And And we all know how much fucking damage that shit did. Yeah. With this earthquake and tsunami, this killed about 225,000 people. God. That's a lot. (laughs) That is a lot. Oh my God. Ah. So, Dwayne and the girls actually made it to some shops that were not damaged. They were high enough. And these shopkeepers came out with water, gave them emergency supplies, and they kind of made a makeshift shelter for survivors to come to. Hmm. So, Dwayne was trained in first aid. Oh. So, not kind of looking at himself, he was starting to help other people. And he saw people in shock, crying, injured, and looking for missing family and friends. Oh, God. Well, I hear that that is often one of the, I don't know, more productive ways to process a trauma is Mm. actually to help other people. And it helps sort of lift you out of the trauma, I guess, for lack of better Kind of distracting yourself. Yeah. And it's like, and now I'm just helping, helping, helping. Mm -hmm. And it sort of gives you a sense of purpose beyond this despair of everything around you. Right. Absolutely. Oh my God. So over the next few hours, 1,500 people made it to this, uh, to a resort, which was a makeshift shelter now. Mm. Dwayne counted over 120 cuts and gouges on his body. Oh my God. Still, his left side was still sprained and he had a back injury that would require him to get cortisone shots for Mm. years to come. I hear those cortisone shots are hella painful, but then the relief is... Better? Much better. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's good, at least. But still sucks. Yeah. While Dwayne was also helping people, he was actually gathering paper and pen and had people get names so they can post it on a board so they could find their loved ones oh, as they were coming my in. God. <laughs> I'm not crying. Jeez. He even helped a 10-year-old boy who was not breathing. This boy had a two-inch hole that went through his entire chest cavity. Mm. Acting fast, Dwayne smeared silicone gel that divers use to seal their cameras and such when they go underwater. And he put that around the edges of the bandage, pressed it on the boy's chest, and held it there until it sealed pretty much so he could get air into his chest. Because if there's any holes, you know, air can escape and he can't breathe. Oh, my goodness. Smart thinking. (laughs) Holy shit, I would have never come up with that. I like to think I would, but I'd be like, ah! 
I didn't have first aid training. I could do CPR. That's pretty much where my stand qualifications. Alive, stand alive. Ooh, uh, 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 ooh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so finally, a rush of air entered the boy's lungs, and he was able to breathe. Oh, my goodness. Good job, Dwayne. Right? So by midnight, there were more survivors that came, and there was a hospital about 15 miles away. So Dwayne was able to make it to this hospital. When he finally made it to the hospital to get more help supplies, he actually collapsed because he was doing so much. Was just exhausted and had his own injuries Mm -hmm. and oh my goodness. So he was taken by plane to Bangkok and and contacted his family and friends. So he did all he could. I mean, he did above and beyond. Yeah, that sounds correct. So Dwayne actually found out that... Carolyn, Caroline, survived. Oh. And they had an emotional reunion in Germany in March of the next year. Oh, I have, have an emotional reunion for them as well. <laughs> they even went around to visit other survivors, such as the young boy who had the hole in his chest. Oh, my goodness. When they visited him, he was nearly recovered from the worst of his chest injuries. So oh, he was good. doing well. Since then, Dwayne has returned four times to help the restoration of that place. Oh my goodness. Yes. He could not avoid the nightmares or flashbacks of seeing the bodies in the trees that the ocean Um, carried. Yeah, I imagine there was a lot. Yes. Well, you have 225,000 people die. There's Mm. bound to be a shit ton of bodies. Yeah. my God. He would revisit the spot where his bungalow used to be, and he always looked for that woman he could not save. Oh, oh God. Jeez. Thank you, Caitlin. Why don't you just stab me in my heart next time? (sighs) Oh, I know. Uh, So since 2019, Dwayne hopefully got his last cortisone shot in his spine. You think Mm. that should be it? He still stays in touch with the other survivors, and he says that they tell you that's the best thing you can do is keep talking about it. Hmm. Like, it's not something to forget. It's something to talk through and... Well, there's probably a lot to be learned. Exactly. I mean, I would have never thought to do half the shit that he did. Well, he talks about his experience publicly, and he also um, talks about the increasing urgency about how unprepared a major tsunami America would would not be oh, prepared yeah. for. Oh, yeah. Well, and they're talking about, like, in Oregon is a huge yeah. spot for it. I know, right? And it's so scary because my sister lives on the coast. Yeah. So I'm like, you better have a fucking plan. <laughs> you need to get the fuck out. Exactly. Get that raft and have it already filled and ready to rock and roll. Yeah. So Dwayne wore a t-shirt during that time, and it was still on him. And that shirt is now displayed at the Pacific Tsunami Museum, along with his story and pictures. Where's that shirt on display? Do you know? Uh, the museum is in Hawaii. Ooh. Maybe I'll go visit. Right? Me that too. sounds Interesting, optimal. right? Yeah. It sounds sad, though. It is like... Yeah. Are you fucking kidding? Yeah, for sure. So, okay. A little personal story. Ooh, okay. So, my friends and I, every year, we used to go rafting every year. And this one rafting trip, it was a little rougher than, than normal. normal, yeah. But so we always had someone right on the front during the rapids because is it was that fun. like the instructor or no, just a just friend us. of yours? Oh, you guys are fucking crazy! Yeah. <laughs> it's just <laughs> us. I'm like, where's the professional? <laughs> <laughs> it's not like huge rapids, but I mean there is like two um, areas that it gets pretty, you know, a little you have to you know maneuver. But we would maneuver, and someone would sit at the front so they can like hit the waves, and they usually fall backwards. This year though, I was in the front. Oh, good god! And we hit a rock instead <gasps> and all of a sudden i am in the air looking back and i fall into the rapids oh my god and i am 
underwater, I feel like it was forever, but I think it was like two seconds. Yeah. But when I hit that water, I was underwater. I'm like, I'm dead. This is I, it. Yep. This is the end for Caitlin. And then I pop back out and all of a sudden I feel these arms and it's Nicholas and he's just like <laughs> holding on to me and he's just like, just wait till we get past through the rapids. <gasps> and I'm like, I'm going to go out there I, to hug him. <laughs> He's like, I thought I lost you. Like, I thought that was it. It's just those, like, those are just rapids for two seconds. So imagine a tsunami taking you. Like, that's just, ah. And I still have, like, I still have issues with that. Well, rapids are a little scarier now. A little scary, yeah. They kind of took a turn towards the more real. Exactly. Well, because I was lucky I didn't, I, like, I scraped my leg against a rock. That was the worst of it. But I could have hit my head. I could have, you know. Yeah. So... Oh my goodness. Uh, but yeah, so that was my rapid thing. So again, I couldn't even imagine a tsunami. Hard pass. So good job, Dwayne. Like you went above and beyond. Yeah, he like, did. anything I could even oh. fathom. Have you seen, um, oh, now I can't even think of the name of the show. Unsolved <laughs> Mysteries. No. And there's an episode about the Japanese tsunami. Oh, really? Yeah, it's very interesting. I've seen footage from that, and that's just terrifying. Like, no, there's a, there was a town, and that entire town is gone. completely gone. Ugh. It's just bare. It's probably not bare land anymore, but it was at the time. It just got taken down to everything. Well, and what the episode about, spoiler alert, it's coming, was all the dead spirits. So there was a oh. woman that they had on that mm-hmm. kind of... She could see dead people and things. Oh. And there was so many spirits that died so suddenly that mm-hmm. they didn't realize that they were dead. <gasps> and so she would be like, because there's a certain, like they sparkled a little bit or they were a little foggy. There's some, I can't remember exactly, but she could she tell, tell the difference between a real person and, or, you know, an yeah. alive person and a dead person. And so she would have to be like, hey guys, you're dead. This is what <gasps> happened and your home is gone oh you know because they're like apparently a lot of them are searching for their homes oh I know. my god! and the homes are completely gone yeah so it's that is a very emotional yeah episode. okay uh. well now we know oh my goodness no <laughs> i recommend watching it's a really very interesting unsolved mysteries okay for so, sure yeah all right oh. can you even fucking imagine no no All right, Michelle. So let's uh, move on to your story. All right. Well, we're going to take a little turn into the weird, if you will. You know me. I I like all those weird kind of funky stories. Like I said, I think we have a ghost here now, which is spooky. I know. I want to know more about this ghost. Just some lights have just been turning on that should should not have been been turned on. I know. (laughs) Well, this isn't about a ghost. Okay. What is it? It's about an alien. Ooh, I should have guessed. Okay. So this story is about a former United States Marine, oh. uh, Terrell Copeland. Okay. And um, I actually found this story because he's part of a sort of a survivors of alien abductions support group that oh, okay. meets. And so he actually drives the farthest to go meet with this group and they sort of talk about their experiences. Mm-hmm. And so they can talk to other people because, you know, so often they're not believed, right. you know. And so they're meeting with people who do believe them and kind of get some validation that this happened to other people. And, mm-hmm. you know, so that's sort of where this story started. Um, and actually it turns out that he had also had an episode on UFO hunters. Ooh. So his is case. Let me find it. It's like 
58130 or something like that. I'll find the actual case number. Okay. But anyway, we'll get into it. So Terrell was in a, um, and please forgive me, I kind of mm-hmm. have the beginning details a little bit funky because okay. they're different from the details that are in this particular article okay. that I have. So anyway, in 2005, mm-hmm. he was sort of in this parking lot and he noticed these odd lights in the sky you didn't say where you, they were oh i'm i apologize they're in suffolk i'm probably still saying it wrong they're like bitch do never come to virginia uh suffolk virginia okay so and apparently there is a military base close to this okay but this is an area that is a little bit more renowned is my understanding hmm. for alien sightings that's interesting but then a lot of them get like that wasn't an alien. It had something to do with the military base or something. So a lot of them get disregarded like oh. right off the bat. So he was in this parking lot and he saw this sort of like funky light. And I think it was actually two lights that he saw. And then one stopped moving. And then the second light started lighting up with all kinds of different lights. Oh, like colors and or just Like colors, oh. yeah. And so he was like, that's really funny. But he managed to get all this on camera <gasps> on his cell phone. Whoa. Yeah, so he's like, oh, interesting. So he had this happen, and then he just went on with his life. Mm-hmm. And now in 2007... He didn't think twice about it? Just like, oh, well, that's weird. Well, I think it was kind of... That was really strange, and, you know, he probably talked himself out of it, as we all have a tendency to do. Not trust our intuitions, Mm. and then immediately... Oh, I had a total intuition (gasps) thing happen to me. So I went into a grocery store, Mm -hmm. and I go, and I pick out, like, a few avocados, and I run into this guy. Uh I just see him, and... I didn't think anything of him, of course. You yeah. know, he had his a mask on, you know, because it was, it's COVID, Mandatory, of course. Yeah. You know, and, but I got the impression, I was like, does this guy want me to know who he is? Because hmm. it just felt like he was sort of smiling in my direction. Ooh. It was weird. It was like, do I know him? Like, signal me. I yeah. don't know. It was so weird. So, this guy, it felt like he was trying to get my attention. Okay. And, but I just sort of ignored him. And then I was hustling through the store. And so I'm like running through and I just need one other thing. So I go to the aisle on the completely opposite end of the store. Uh And I'm picking out, I forget what I needed, like some fucking juice or something. And there he is again. Hmm. And staring at me. And it felt like he was trying to get my attention. But not, but by just looking at me. Right. Not like, hey, Michelle, I know you. Yeah. So I was like, okay. That felt a little weird again to see him way on the other end of the store now. Uh-huh. So then I go to check out and I have two items and there he fucking is again. <gasps> and you know what? There's a checkout line and then there's this whole area that's like a gift card gift section yeah. that's mm-hmm. next to the checkout. And so he's in there. And so I sort of look over, like, because I'm like, what the fuck is up with this guy? Like, do I know him? Is it someone that used to work for me? I don't, you know. And so I'm, like, kind of trying to slyly stare. And I got the impression that he was, like, looking directly at me. But then when I looked at he looked like he was looking at gift bags that were sort of up on the shelf. Uh So it would seem like he's looking at me, but he's not. Oh. You know, so I'm like, okay. It's fine. Bitch, you're being stupid. Yeah. So I check out and I go to my truck and my truck is parked sort of at the end of the parking lot. Okay. So I have to walk quite a ways. 
And in the meantime, by the time I get in my truck, this dude is now outside. <gasps> and he is, like, in front of another car where, like, uh-huh. a guy had just pulled in. And the guy is sort of staring at him, like, what are you doing right here? And then I get into my truck and I start it. And he goes back to the front of the grocery store and then just stares at the parking lot as I drive away. Like, looking for you? That's what I was wondering. Ew. It was so creepy like by the time I drove out of there I was like I should turn a different way so he doesn't know which way my home is you know I mean oh my god you just never know no I mean but my gut was like like, bitch you got to get out of this situation that's what you listen to I jammed out of there or was not doesn't matter is your gut saying like this is a shady situation you just got to get out it was just funky how he was in all these different spots where Where i was and i mean it's like and honestly i was like has he listened to the podcast did you know (laughs) 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 it's a fame nah Nah. (laughs) just some creepy bird oh sad all right back to tyrell sorry anyway that was my creepy story oh that is creepy that happened just last week okay so now we're in 2007. So okay. this first encounter was in 2005. Now we're in 2007. Oh, okay. A few years. Yeah. And so he captures phone or captures more video of this sort of strange orb that has come. He's in his apartment now. And so he just sees a big ball of light that's mm-hmm. not moving once again. And then uh, directly across the street from it, about 300 feet above the ground, there was another one. That was changing lights, mm-hmm. changing colors on his lights. And so he's like, what the fuck? So he immediately pulls out his phone. And actually, I think it's a video camera. Oh. And he, because ever since the 2005 one, he's been sort of ready to record another one. Oh, absolutely. But at this point, he hadn't seen any. He sees this one. He immediately grabs his camera and films mm-hmm. it all. So at the time, though, he recalls feeling as though something was wrong and that he wasn't supposed to be witnessing what he was seeing in the sky. That was sort of his instinctual feelings about it. So he was just like, all right, all right. But then he put the the footage online. Mm -hmm. And that's when he said weird things started happening. Oh. I know. So the first thing that happens, which actually is not mentioned in this particular article, but is mentioned in the UFOs Hunters uh, episode, is a strange man came to see him. And so... Men in black? Well, that's what I was... That's immediately what I thought was men in black. So he came in and sat down with him and he's like, are you ready to hear the truth? And he's just like... Well, fuck yeah, I'm ready to hear the truth. And he was like, the aliens are trying to get into contact with you, you know, and the aliens are real and all this is true. And And this guy rambling knew all this. Yeah. And he's just like, all right, whatever, you know. So he didn't really sort of actually take too much from that. He thought it was a strange encounter. But, and he was like, oh, aliens, okay, that's cool. That kind of complies with what I've been seeing in this guy. Well, it's guy. different what the men in black would do, because usually you hear stories of, like, you didn't They see shut anything. it down. Yeah, yeah exactly. Hmm. So, I don't know. So, what ends up happening is he um, is taking a nap one day, and I think this is in 2007. Okay. Um, but I, I don't know if I have the actual date. That's I apologize. Fine. So he woke up from his nap to the sound of someone trying to get into his house. Ooh. So he hears the doorknob moving and yeah. some like scratching <gasps> at the door. Ooh. And he's like, who is it? And there was no sound. 
And so he has his his weapon, his firearm, yeah. right there next to him on whatever the little side table is. Bed and stand? so, no, he's in the living room. Oh, okay. okay. So he's like taking the a nap. Yeah, and table? it's like yeah, it's I right see. there on the side table. So his thought was to get up, grab the firearm, and go figure out what the fuck is going on with his front door, but he can't move. So he's in what? some sense of sleep paralysis yeah. or something along those lines. So the only thing he can move is his eyeballs. Ugh. So, ah. ugh. so, but then he heard a voice through the door that says, you don't need that weapon. We <gasps> won't harm you. And then oh. he reportedly sees this female come into the room and he knows it's not quite right because she's got large black eyes. She's wearing like a cape and she's, it's like kind of one of the grays, if you will. She's got oh, an elongated skull, sort of gray skin, mm-hmm. a cape, and big black eyes. So he sort of interacts with her a little bit. And then he sort of wakes up and it was like, what the fuck was that? Mm-hmm. And then after that, he soon to began to experience missing hours. So oh. he would wake up at like three in the morning Mm -hmm. and be like kind of jump out of bed and like something had happened Mm -hmm. and you know when you get awoken from a weird dream or something like that you kind of jump up and it's like what the fuck happened here and then he would wake up at six in the morning and not understand he had jumped up out of bed and now he's asleep in bed at six in the morning whoa and so he doesn't he can't recount what happened Uh during that time so he felt like when, with these experiences, he was like, there's so many other people who are having similar experiences that there's got to be something to it, mm-hmm. you know? So what is going on here? So he started to keep a log of all of his notes and everything um, and sketches of what he would see during his missing time. Interesting. So at one point, again, he saw the woman who did not have completely human features. She had the typical black eyes that you hear about. She had an elongated skull. She startled him. But the next memory he has is where he's on his balcony uh-huh. waving to a cylinder-shaped ship. <gasps> so it's like he had gone with them uh-huh. and then like had returned and was like waving back. Ooh. So he ended up like his experience he felt like has been for the best uh-huh. and he honestly so now he's been abducted I think like two or three times and he has no recollection of it, but his feeling behind it is that he is becoming a better human. And these are his family that are coming wow. to get him. Like the aliens are uh-huh. actually connected to him in some way. Ooh. So he feels like he's someone from above took notice from him and that maybe he's doing something right. And then if I'm doing something right, maybe I can do it better. So that's sort of his takeaway from all these alien abductions. Okay. So... One thing that they found is once he came forward, he went, he was still in the Marines at this point. So he goes to the doctor after this and they take a test. And actually, I don't, I'm not fully sure what made them take the test. Mm -hmm. And what they discovered is that he had high levels of creatine kinases in his blood. And hopefully I'm saying that right. But 
I actually know what that is because it's what's tested for when you're testing for muscular dystrophy. Oh. So what it is, is it's an enzyme that is released when you have, when the muscle cell breaks down. Okay. So if you have injury to your muscle, you'll mm-hmm. have elevated levels of this enzyme in your body. And, you know, kids with muscular dystrophy, their muscles are pretty much always breaking down. So they mm-hmm. have super high levels of this creatine in their blood. And so he also had that. So it indicated some level of muscle injury, though he has no no recollection of anything being done. Yeah. And apparently this is the case often with alien abductions is they come back with high levels of this creatine kinesis in their blood um, that can be tested for. And so usually it means like some sort of autoimmune disease or something Uh like muscular dystrophy. But in this case, they don't have that. And so they can't figure out why why they have this high levels of this creatine in their blood. So he's not affected by this. No, he did get kicked out of the military for it, though. Oh, really? Yeah. Whoa. Because it usually indicates some other deeper problem, right. but they have yet to discover what that deeper problem, if any, there are. Like, you'll have a lot of it. It's, it's a different, slightly different type of this creatine. It's like creatine something, mm-hmm. not creatine kinesis. I apologize. Probably everyone who knows anything about anything <laughs> medical is like, bitch, you have this all fucking wrong. <laughs> So take it all with a grain of salt, please. Um, but when you have a heart attack, uh-huh. it's you get elevated levels of this. So you can oh. tell because there's been damage done to the heart muscle. But it's different than what was found in their blood. Slightly different. So his is like the creatine kinesis and a, a heart attack has a creatine something else, I think, oh. is my understanding. That's so weird. Yeah. So he he was actually let go from the military due to this new autoimmune disease that he supposedly has that's crazy but um they actually there was another man who had a very similar experience in lake erie around at lake erie Uh and which apparently is also a hotbed for alien so weird like being able to see aliens and that or weird craft in the sky that is unexplained so he recorded all this stuff on from lake erie and it sounded like he had a very similar experience where there's prob- possibly an alien abduction. Mm-hmm. And then he came back with these high levels of creatine as well. Wow. So I don't know what the fuck it means. The doctor on the show was like, I'm not saying any more, anything more about it. <laughs> Here's the facts. Yeah, I'm not going to try to just, you know, figure out or explain why we have high levels. But they're there. So I just thought it was interesting. That so interesting. he um, still to this day goes to see the support group and they all talk about their different experiences. But it's like so, an alien abduction like support group? Yeah, it's an alien Whoa. abduction support group in Virginia. And I guess Virginia is a huge area for really? spotting I alien craft. Why. I don't know if they're just there or maybe the Marines have because there's a base there. Um, or close to there or something. And so they think maybe it's military stuff, but Tyrell was already in the military and was quite... He already knew all the different craft that the military had there. Right. And so these were not that, you know. So are these super hidden secret craft that come out, you know, only once in a while? Yeah. Or are they actually alien craft? 
Alien craft, I feel, is obvious to me. Right? It has to. <laughs> There's too many stories to show that there is Just, aliens, I say. You can at me at that, but, you know. I 100% agree with you. That's so crazy. So, so he survived and he's fine, but still um, though. Yeah, I just thought it was so interesting that right? they had these both elevated levels of creatine in their body, and so if you go to the doctor, and you have high levels. Maybe you you've have... been abducted. Whoa. No, but that's actually how they test for muscular dystrophy in oh. kids. Is they um, test for this that enzyme uh-huh. in the blood um, because it is indicating of muscle tissue breaking down that's crazy that's interesting because both my nephews both alex and marcus both have duchenne muscular dystrophy Mm -hmm. and they originally they tested alex when he was like six which is way old usually they discover it by three or four oh okay um so six is pretty old and so they tested for that enzyme and he had it and so it was a big bummer we were all super upset of course yeah and then marcus tested for it at like two. Oh wow and they're like he doesn't have it he doesn't <gasps> have that enzyme in his body Aww. and we're like oh thank god and we were all super happy and he's like you don't ever need to be tested again it's like if you don't have it now he's not gonna have it later and we're like well that is fantastic yeah. news and then Later, as he became four and five, he started showing many of the same signs that Alex showed, you know, walking on your toes, having big calf muscles Uh because you're walking on your toes and all these things, the same symptoms that Alex had. And then we took him back to be tested. And sure enough, he also had Duchenne. So we were super bummed. But anyway. That's sad. sad. (laughs) They have that high levels of creatine in there. Well, that was an interesting story, though. Yeah. Oh, aliens. You and your aliens. I love aliens. <laughs> <laughs> no, I bought a fucking telescope. Did so I you tell you? you find aliens? I do know about yeah. your telescope. Well, there was um, this weird star. So from our bedroom, you can lay in bed and you can see out the window. Mm-hmm. And there's this very strange star that's always hanging out there. Okay. And by strange, I mean it blinks a lot. Oh, I feel nice. like I'm always seeing red and green blinking from oh, it. Oh, not a satellite or... Well, it's... Move. Well, and actually, I read... No, it doesn't move. And it's always kind of this, okay. in the same spot. And so I was like, what the fuck is that? And so I read that turns out seeing blinking stars and red and green in stars is wildly common. Oh. Because the light has to travel all this way and it'll hit start like debris and all this other crap the light will refract kind of on its way to earth and so we're not we're seeing it all refracted so it looks like it's blinking Uh rather than just this you know nice bright bright my god bright white light or whatever interesting normal star but then the other night before i had my stupid so i bought the Bought the telescope uh-huh. to look at this one dumb star. Right. <laughs> and I never got it pulled out or anything. And it's been wildly overcast. So I haven't been able to see shit anyway. Mm-hmm. But then we're laying in bed again. And this light moves across our window. <sighs> and it's moving like very erratically. It seemed like it was like move, stop, move. And so it's like Joel and I were like, I don't think that's a plane. Yeah. What the fuck is that? And we're like, why is the telescope not out yet? Yeah. So we never did find out what the fuck it was, but oh. it was very strange. So now we look like hella pervs because we have a telescope in, in bedroom? our bedroom. 
<laughs> ready to look at at all of our neighbors right. or whatever. But no, neighbors, it's only to look at aliens. Not like at you guys. <laughs> you don't have a lot of neighbors because you're no, out fortunately. There. So that's it's pretty good. Ooh, let us know, though. I will. Oh, my God. That's exciting. I think, was it you that was like, we should look for aliens on Reanimatica? Okay. That'll be one of our... I don't know if I could. We'll do, like, a happy one and, like, a mysterious one. I know. I want to do one where it's, like, treasure. Ooh. And then also one that's not scary. Okay. Nothing scary. Okay. I don't want to come across a dead body or... Oh, you said aliens, though. Is that scary, though, or (gasps) fascinating? it's It's fascinating and scary. Okay. Don't well, you think? Would you want to meet an alien? Oh, I guess it depends. Like, what I don't if want to a be female alien with her cape and elongated skull and black eyes are saying, "Hey, you don't need your weapon," and then comes in and talks to you? I mean, like, I don't think I could give this alien anything they need. So, I mean, you don't know that. I mean, I don't want to be whatever probed. I don't want to be studied. I just want a cup of coffee with them. You know, maybe. Well, on the UFO hunters, uh-huh. they did say that they thought perhaps he was alien offspring of some kind, what? and they were coming to check in on him. That's in the like the other host was like, "Nah, man, we can't make that leap yet." Yeah, right. <laughs> that's a that's a little much, but alien offspring. Interesting. I mean, yeah. like Men in Black, they say that aliens are just walking among us. That's a fictional movie, but you never know. But you never. But know. you never know. Apparently, the post office is supposed to be full of aliens. That makes sense. That makes sense. Mm. But, I don't know. Would you like to I Yes, but no. Right? It sounds so scary, but... Would you rather me, like, see an alien or see a ghost? Ooh, I think an alien. An alien? Because I'm hoping they would bring me some kick-ass technology. Oh. Like... Hi, Miss Pretty. Yeah. Uh, here's this kick-ass replicator we right. brought you. Oh, replicator. I make know. Little clones of yourself? No, I would just make like more pineapple margaritas or oh. something in it. You know, like on Star Trek, and it's like chocolate sundae, please. I don't know. Sorry. Well, that hurts my I'm fucking sorry. feelings. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. How do you not know that on Star Trek? I never watched Star Trek. My dad was a Star Trek oh fan. Oh my god, I'm gonna kick your goddamn chair over. He also was a Star Wars fan, so I think I got more of the Star Wars than the Star Trek. Well, they didn't have I... replicators in Star Wars. Well, Star that Wars have lightsabers, so fuck you. That hurt my feelings <laughs> all over the place. <laughs> well, they Bye. have Star Trek. Yeah. What do they rep- have? They have replicators, so you. You know, and be like, I want a T-bone steak, and it and it makes it for you. Mm. So it has all these like recipes, so they can have Klingon food in there, and they have you know food for humans and food for all kinds of different things. I probably would like that. And you can make uh, Nick pieces like of the ship out of it because it's all just energy. So you can and whatever garbage you have, it just goes back into the replicator fuel, and it makes whatever new thing you need. Okay, so thank you so much for listening to this episode. I wish I could have captured the look on your fucking face. <sighs> it was the bitchiest uh, thing I've seen no. in some time. That was a never delight. Never heard of it. Um, all right, so thank you so much for listening, and thank you. Uh, You're just gonna be mad when I have my own replicator and you don't have one yet because I've met my alien. Probably, yeah. I'll, I'll share come it over. With you. Okay, thank you. I'd be like, wanna come over for a T bone steak? <laughs> Replicator, T bone steak, please. I don't I like know. it. I think that was one of the things in one of the first 
episodes. <laughs> Just ignore me, please. Right. Thank you, Leanne, for all the delicious pineapple margaritas. Yes, that I've suggestion was very tasty. Had too many. Caitlin's already annoyed with me. I love pineapple, so. Well, as, as soon as tell. I saw it, I was like, oh, yeah, Caitlin's mm-hmm. going to be down for that one. And I was. So thank you so much for your suggestion. You should follow us on all the social media platforms and you can email us. I should totally be dead right now at gmail.com. Visit our website. I should totally be dead right now.com and try yeah. some pineapple margaritas. You will find you like them. Yeah, absolutely. Pineapple margs. That's what I'm going to call them. Yep. All right. So we will <laughs> <laughs> fuck yourself. <game. laughs> margs. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.